1: erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as i uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children the heresies of radolf buntwein coming january 2nd wherever podcasts are available
2: at the very beginning and at the very end two of the most incredibly iconic moments in movies Mm -hmm. full stop poor dope he always wanted a pool.
0: So much of this movie is surreal. And I feel like when you're stepping into that house, you're stepping into another world. They took the idols and smashed them.
1: The Fairbanks the Gilberts, the Valentinos. And who we got now? There's literally like a new Hollywood director like from the 70s that like every time Marvel drops a movie, one yeah. of them has to make that pretty much that comment. I am big. It's the picture that got small.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Cinefix Top 100, the show where we don't even know how this list got made, but damn it, we're going to talk about these movies. I'm Clint Gage, joined by IGN's Director of Video Programming and a frequent Cinefix guy, Michael Calibro. How you doing?
1: Yo, Clint, what's good, man? Uh, uh,
2: plenty. I'm excited Several for this. Several movies, that I'm excited for this. At episode. least 100 yeah. movies, from what I now, understand. Yeah. Also... IGN senior news editor and uh, mega, still a mega fan of Terminator 2?
0: I never waver. Yeah. Alex
2: mm-hmm. Stedman, never wavering from her Terminator 2 fandom. So true. We'll see how many episodes in a row I can get away with introducing you like that. I won't argue it. I won't stop you. Okay. Yeah. One, all, all 100. <laughs> all 100. Yeah. So this being just, this is the third episode yeah. of mm-hmm. Top 100 and we are, uh, we all really worked hard. On our personal top 100 list, mm-hmm. our producer, Dan, just kind of, he, he listed the first 100 movies he could think of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it took mm-hmm. him about 17 minutes. Uh, then he smashed up all of those four lists together to make the Cinefix top 100, and he's making us talk about them one at a time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This week, we're talking about Sunset Boulevard. It's a, it's a classic. Going all the way back to 1950. Yeah. 73, 73-year-old 73 movie. Is that what, is that where we're don't, don't date this video. People might be watching <laughs> this years from now and be 70 very, years never from from at the date, yeah, yeah, exactly. 140 ish years ago. Yeah. I think. Yeah. YouTube will still be around by then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sunset Boulevard, it likes a 1950 Billy Wilder, who, by the way, Billy Wilder, uh, we can talk more about him later, but I mean, this, this guy's an, an all timer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, so he's, he's, he did so much great work back in the forties and fifties. But Sunset Boulevard, it's, it's about a struggling screenwriter who crosses paths with a fading starlet, a faded from Mm -hmm. the silent era of film and the relationship that they sort of form and and the weird story that they begin to tell together uh, just goes to the weird, weirdest places throughout the course of this film. Uh, It's also kind of, to me, it, it strikes me as a film that's sort of about discovering how crazy people are, but like gradually
0: yeah you know well you do right off the bat figure out that um she's that a little, right she's, she's a little right nutty the so little it stars <laughs> the it stars monkey. gloria
2: swanson <laughs> and william holden are the the two leads and like i said billy wilder uh, again but just to jump straight into the pedig- the pedigree of this of this film i mean it's it's one of the all-time great films yeah. right
0: mm-hmm. and i think it is like you said billy wilder is a vet and so he knows the way hollywood is and i feel like that's one of the great things about this movie It, it it's this is the worst part of Hollywood. One of them, you yeah, know, and he gets it.
1: Yeah,
2: so to be honest, like Sunset Boulevard is one of those movies that I, I watched it in college and and have not again. And revisiting it now, like twenty years on, I'm like, oh my god, this movie's incredible.
0: Literally, I have the same exact story. I watched it in college ten years ago, and I kind of forgot about it and now I'm like oh god wait no I love this movie like it is just it's so tightly written it's so right about Hollywood it's so well like I, I really love this movie actually <laughs> like, I didn't think I loved it as much as I do
1: I think this movie is even more relevant now than it was like yeah. you know like the older to get the older it gets the more relevant it maintains like it maintains itself there's like so many quotes that we're gonna talk about here that you could just like use today and they just totally fit oh yeah and I mean like I remember I watch this movie every couple of years, but the last time I watched it before the viewing for this, it was, this was the first movie I watched when I went, moved to LA and I was like, all right, I'm going to go yeah. with my LA movie, ki- LA movie kit. Yeah. It's such Num- an
0: LA move. Like Number I just one. moved to LA. Movie Sunset too. Boulevard. Yeah. yeah.
1: Collateral.
2: Yeah. Uh, heat. heat.
0: I literally had a class in college where we watched LA movies and we yeah. watched like, you know, like we watched this basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. We just, with Sunset Boulevard over and over again. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things – so, I mean, the movie, again, like what it's about – like what I I find incredible about this movie and talking about why it's still relevant, like it was made in 1950. Hollywood is 25, 30 years old. Hollywood proper. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that old at this point. And in 1950, here's a movie that's about a star who's been sort of chewed up and spit out. Yeah. And It's about a screenwriter that's struggling mm-hmm. but still dedicated to the industry and just trying to make it and giving up on like a, you know, uh, other opportunities that he had so that he can be like I mean the the movie opens with him or it doesn't open but like when we first meet him it, he is like running away from repo men yeah. that are coming to get his car but he's like you know what this is the game like yeah. I'm a writer this is what yeah. I'm going to do and so there's that like that dedication to the idea of Hollywood and stardom and success in the business that is has never gone away like Mm -hmm. that's still a very relatable thing and here's a movie from 1950 that's already about like oh god this industry sucks
0: oh it it, it holds it not only does it hold up i think it's so relevant now (laughs) like it's possibly more you have more struggling writers now than you did then and uh, honestly it hasn't gotten much better towards aging actresses either (laughs) No.
2: no but that was even the great thing about this so so gloria swanson who, who plays the character norman desmond mm-hmm. in the movie like the the meta-narrative of this movie is it, it's the same story yeah right it's more or less the same story like she was a an enormous silent film star mm-hmm. like uh and then she was broke around the time that she made this movie yeah. like mm-hmm. she i mean there was a there were a handful of reasons for that it wasn't necessarily because hollywood was done with her it was it was like she started production companies and lost mm-hmm. a bunch of money and blah, blah, blah all that all that stuff one but of the, like
1: oh sorry go on no i was, I was just to just... say one of the great jokes of the film is when she says like there would have be a paramount pictures without me and that is mm-hmm. a a line of like norma desmond but also gloria swanson yeah. who yeah. did a lot of work for the studio back in the day yeah
2: and worked with Cecil B. DeMille back yep. in the day as well, mm. who plays himself in this movie. It's fantastic such a fantastic
0: little addition. Yeah, it's yeah. such
2: a uh, and there's a appearance. You know, Buster Keaton shows up, and a yeah. couple other older older silent film stars make cameos and things like that. And so it's, I'm trying to think of a, of a of a movie that that recently has done the same thing, where like people show up. I mean, I guess you know, you see things like *Tropic Thunder* or, or like I adaptation mean, or, or movies like that that are about the business in a way that you know real business people show up re- you know actual filmmakers yeah. play themselves in the
0: The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent wasn't about so much also, no but it did but have you know it, Yeah that's did. that's
2: a good example because yeah. that's got that
1: extra layer of meta like what's going on with right. Nick Cage kind of yeah. commentary and like <laughs> yeah. Sw- Swimming with Sharks too which is like where Spacey yeah. plays that mm-hmm. real terrible studio executive Yeah
2: Yeah but it's so at the time though everybody loved it though because it won a bunch of Academy Awards. Now it only won two.
1: It only won two. What did it yeah. win? I have it written down here. Uh, it won. I'm sorry. It, it was won, picture. It won three. It was not picture. It was not picture. It was screenplay. I it, hope it was the long though. story. The long storied history of the Academy giving the best movie the screenplay. The screenplay. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, art direction and score. Okay. It was nominated not
0: for, for not for uh, Gloria Swanson.
1: Nope. What? It was nominated for picture director. All the actors, yeah, like okay. all the acting noms were all nominated, editing and, uh, and editing. It's I don't nom- know why I have editing twice. Editing.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both editing. Because
1: it was so nominated.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a lot of nominations. That's a bunch of nominations. Yeah, Gloria I mean, Swanson should have won. Jeez. Yeah. She makes that movie. I mean, yeah. come on.
2: Yeah, William Holden was – he. William Holden is interesting because my first experience with William Holden uh, was The Wild Bunch. And so seeing him in like these sort of younger romantic roles, it just never added up to me. Yeah. Well, that's funny the first time I, I ever yeah. saw William Holden in anything.
1: Like he's yeah. he's killing sixty five people in, <laughs> in the Wild Bunch. Yeah, uh, I always get him confused with Joseph Cotton. Yeah, which is like another actor at that time. But like, yeah, I well in future episodes we'll get into my uh, disdain for the Western genre. So I don't have what? No. okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: we'll see if they ended it like uh, that'll have to be a a real quirk of the algorithm to get to get a western on there if you actually hate them Uh torpedoing them all yeah right yeah um Mm -hmm. might as well get your holden uh wild bunch (laughs) this is is the only time we'll be able to talk about the wild bunch yeah but i Um, I
0: totally buy him as a romantic lead though like he i mean he has like two romantic interests in this movie and i think yeah
2: yeah they're just uh, every woman that appears in the movie falls in love with there's like a great
0: shot of him like coming out of the pool with his shirt off looking like he's like such like a Star, no, Starlet. He's, he's a total a him. He's yeah. a total himbo. In he's there. a himbo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. He's he's a not talented writer. That's the funny thing yeah. too. Is like there's no. If only he can talk as good as his mind thinks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that that is that is a really great thing about the, the film too. This this film sort of famously opens on William Holden dead in a pool, mm-hmm. and then William Holden proceeds to narrate the rest of the movie, which is like a really great film noir trope that I enjoy is giving a, an excuse for the vo mm-hmm. he, like he did it in uh, wilder did it in double indemnity too yep. like that movie opens with a guy like gut shot yeah. wandering in and like picking up his tape recorder to talking the keys yeah, yeah. exactly and then um, you
0: have like the added tragedy of him not being able to tell like the best stories he's ever told until he's dead
2: yeah so. yeah, yeah but he's a bad writer yeah. He's yeah. not a good writer. No. And everything, that, every piece of evidence we we see of William Holden, the, the writer, or I'm sorry, what's his character's name? So I can I can get this right. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Gillis, Joe Gillis. So Joe. Every, every Joe Gillis screenplay that gets talked about or shown or any of it is bad and mm-hmm. nobody likes it. And that to me is hilarious. There's no great story lurking within Joe Gillis. No. He's just
1: a guy desperate to make it in the business and he's probably not going to hack it. And maybe 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 the story he was working on with uh with um what, yes. what's her name? So
2: that's another yeah. one of the subplots. He yeah. he's in there, he's desperate, he's pitching a Paramount executive yeah. on some idea that he has A baseball,
1: a batter b- yeah. bat up, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
2: a it's a it's a baseball movie and then uh, uh the executive's uh one of the script readers is a woman that works there. Um uh what's her name? Betty. Betty Schaefer. Betty Schaefer. Yeah. Betty
0: is that not a madman character?
2: Betty Schaefer? Betty Schaefer? Like, That's
0: the exact name. <laughs> Is it not? No,
2: Betty Draper. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Close enough. I'm sure there was a Betty Schaefer on yeah. set yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Betty walks in and starts, starts tearing apart the guy's script yeah. without knowing that he, he, he was the one that wrote it. Uh-huh. And it's
1: it's just really funny. And she doesn't back down at all. Like, yeah. she's just like, no, yeah. One of the better exchanges than that, where she's just like, I just think your picture should say a little something. It's just like, oh, one of the message kids. Yeah. Just the story won't do. <laughs> yes. that, you know, your print- story
0: means nothing, sir. That's a yeah. problem. I know. Yeah. And I love how, like, accurate those crypt notes are, too. Like, like. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Good.
1: Yeah.
2: No. Even the way that she was dressing down his bad yeah. script was yeah. accurate to the way people tear yeah. apart bad scripts. Yeah. But like, I, it was great.
0: Another thing about ben, him being a bad writer, though, it really shows where Norma's priorities are because she doesn't know anything about his talent or credentials. Yeah. She just kind of thinks he's hot. I feel like. And right. Like, oh, this is my little boy right now.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and we, can we talk about how they, how they join forces? Because I, one of my favorite things. In the movie. It's it's so so truly bizarre. First yeah. of all, he's on the run from Repo Men. Like yep. he just happens to be gets driving around tire. and he gets yeah. Yeah, a tire pops and he like hides in her garage. And it's like, it's like he's driving into like the, you know, secret garden or something like yeah. that. Like it's a completely separate world that he sort of stumbles into and he parks in her garage. Uh, and then, and then he gets mistaken for a, a undertaker,
1: m- monkey undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause, <laughs> cause her previous companion, a monkey has just passed. And, you know, yep. yeah, and
0: he, yeah, it's a great scene because right off the bat, <laughs> he knows she's bonkers. We know she's bonkers.
2: So, uh, there, there's something great about it, though, because yeah. like we started this conversation about Sunset Boulevard with like this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. And then a few minutes later, we're like and then he gets mistaken for a monkey undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Which and <laughs> the fact that it works and it, and, and it all
1: tracks yeah. is real question. You think there was like film textbooks written at this time?
0: gosh i don't know no right, i really like, don't think so yeah. like
1: they would probably be coming to like the next decade right because like the, w- like a lot of my notes here are just like how i can't think of a better term to describe like a lot of the camera blocking and coverage and stuff like that than like textbook right and mm-hmm. like that monkey funeral is probably like one of the most <laughs> textbook examples of like how incredible it is to cover it because like They, A, mistake him as the monkey undertaker, Mm -hmm. right? And then, like, she convinces him to stay, so he's actually staying in the room above the attic. Mm -hmm. And you watch the monkey burial from the perspective of Joe Gillis. So it's just, like, looking down on them at night as, like, Max, her butler, who is her former husband, and we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Uh, Like, have him just, like, uh, Paul burying this child's casket that actually is holding a monkey as they like bury it in the backyard. And it's... It's a great shot. It's so surreal. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, so much of this movie is surreal. And I feel like, yeah, like you said, like when you're stepping into that house, you're stepping into another world.
2: Yeah, Right. I mean, the, the surrealism of it is is another funny... I mean, knowing that Billy Wilder came up doing some silent work himself and Gloria Swanson, her story is, is sort of represented on screen also. And then to treat it that with that touch of surrealism and Mm -hmm. like that, just that sort of just naked bonkersness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like they're like, I feel like at every turn, every time we learn something new about, uh norma desmond gloria swanson's character it's it's just crazier than the last
1: thing yeah this is as like zero to a hundred as the Hayes code could possibly go right yeah
0: but you also like it also gives you some insight into max who yeah i'll we'll discuss more later but like the fact that he's just on board like not questioning this like yeah you're the monkey yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: but like max is like the biggest ride or die in the world yeah like and I think, like, right off the bat, you get like, oh, he's going to indulge every one of this woman's weirdest impulses at whatever cost, yeah, including having a monkey funeral.
1: You're not uh, properly dressed for the occasion. What's the occasion?
2: Have him come up, Max.
1: Up the stairs. Suppose you listen to me for just a minute. Madame is waiting for me.
0: Okay.
2: In terms of other movies from this era, do you, did you guys put any more on your list? Do you, how, many, how many 40s and 50s movies do you guys have on your I list? I don't think
1: I have any. I got, a, I got a couple.
2: You got a couple? Yeah. I, have, I have a few. I yeah. have a few film noirs. and nothing else by Billy Wilder. though. Oh, I got, double which I, I, I got double nominated yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, we'll maybe get to talk about that down the road, depending on, on how high you have d- it. Up. Probably
1: not considering. Did you, have,
2: did you have it up 15th? Like no. independence day? <laughs> no, <laughs> independence day. no,
0: I, my list is pretty recent. Like I, you know, mostly within the past 30 years, I would say. I'm yeah. Almost. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, in terms of like how like prestige or popcorn, this movie was obviously now we're looking back on it. You know, mm-hmm. it nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards, won a couple, and then, you know, 70 years on, we're still talking about it, and it's still a great movie. Um, but, like, it, it did some business. Like, it, it was, the budget at the time was $1.75 million to make, and it made five. It brought five million wow. back, which
0: I I, adjusted
2: for inflation is a $22 million to make 64. Like, that'll get that's, you a sequel. Yeah,
0: that in will get you a sequel, in yeah. In that's,
2: the 80s. In, in the, well, or if you're John Wick. Yeah. yeah. Masterpiece? Yeah. Without question. Yeah? I would yeah.
0: say it. Yeah. Okay. Like there's just so little that's wrong with this movie. Like hey. it's like this it's so tightly written. It's so well acted. It's so well shot. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I mean it breaks all the rules too, right? Like yeah. so like this did this did VO so well that then VO was like a subsequent trope that, you know, uh Charlie Kaufman has to like rail on mm-hmm. when he also does VO in adaptation. Yeah. Like you think about like vo movies that really stand out it's like this Fight club taxi driver what mm-hmm. else what else we got that does it mm-hmm. i mean every film noir yeah just about. but none of them do it this
2: well no well and none of them like established the fact that your vo is, is from a dead guy
1: yeah yeah like, i
2: think i think there was uh you know um it's a wonderful life had a little bit from an angel or something yeah. but yeah but not sure. really like this was um yeah, I mean, establishing from the very first scene of the movie that a dead guy is going to be talking to you, talking to you through the rest of this film.
1: Mm-hmm. You see, the body of a young man was
0: found floating in the pool of her mansion with two shots in his back and one in his stomach. Nobody important, really. Just a movie writer with a couple of B pictures
2: to his credit. <laughs> the poor dope. He always wanted a pool.
1: Do we want to get into some of these best VO lines now or do we want to get into them
2: later? We're we talking about the VO lines. Let's talk uh, – um, yeah. I mean, listen. Let's, let's, let's call this the brilliant moments section here. So okay. brilliant, brilliant moments. We're talking about – these, the, these are the moments in this movie
1: that really shine. It's the VO for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, Norma Desmond has her own lines. But like as far as like a brilliant moment is concerned, it is definitely the VO. I'll, like You got to remember, right? This is written by Billy Wilder, German guy. English is his second language, and he still wrote VO like this tight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For example, like when he's talking about how he hit his car from the repo man, right? He's like, I always kept it across the street in the parking lot behind Rudy's shoeshine parlor. Rudy never asked any questions about your finances. He'd just look at your heels and know the score. Like <laughs> the shine guy yeah, has the total <laughs> size of and, and And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm a huge like – I like noirs, right. And I like naked gun. And like, if you've ever watched police squad, like mm-hmm. there is the character who's the shoe shine guy that like, that like, uh, Leslie Nielsen goes to, to get info mm-hmm. on like the cases. And it's just like, I yeah. always just think of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's great too, because, and, and to your point about, um, about Billy Wilder and, and English being a second language, like the idea for him to love like a clever turn of phrase, there is no better vehicle for yeah. quips like that than film noir VO. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> like it's, it's it
1: was like his kink, I would imagine. Like, yeah. Then I talked to a couple of yes men at Metro. They told me no.
2: <laughs> it's great. So <Like>, beautiful. <laughs> it's so, how, simple. It's so yeah. straight to the point. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And how like how on the nose is that for to say like, like
1: this guy I'm down and out. I got I yeah. got nothing. Yes men are telling me no. Yeah, you know, like that's it's incredible. Even yeah. the way he describes the house, right? Like he was just like, here was a tennis court, or rather the ghost of a tennis court. Yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah. dramatic. And he, it's so obvious he's a writer trying to be a really good writer, but he's but not he a thing.
2: good. It's right? like he's <laughs> it playing to the page. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, it's in character yeah, too. Yeah. It's like that's how his the, the VO is in keeping with a bad writer's character. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: The thing is, we just talked about its death. But my one of my favorite scenes is that opening scene, and one of my favorite lines is that. I'm still big. The pictures got smaller. Like it's so like, it's so establishing of her character. Like she thinks so highly of herself. She's so delusional. And I love that about her, but like, no, I love that line. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting though too, because those, those two characters are, you know, that line in particular, The I am big, but the pictures got smaller. Mm -hmm. Like that's the same energy that, that Joe Gillis has about like, no, I'm a writer and I'm going to, I'm going to be a writer. And that's, that's all there is to it, regardless of how I can't pay my, my, you know, my bills or my rent or the repo men are knocking up at my door. And like, so for them to have that much in common Mm -hmm. and also be for him to be so disdainful of her for it is, is another part of the, is another part of this industry that it's so fascinating in 1950, that they were already very aware of just like, there is a stupid double standard here of people who like looking at people that are judged to be past their prime. Right. And it's like the people that are still in it. That is like Joe Gillis is not successful by any metric whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But this lady who was enormously successful and is just old now. Yeah. Like that's pathetic.
1: That's why
0: I always get like a little defensive of her too, because she's she's not a good person by any means, but like what, the industry has done to her is actually really crappy and the way that joe initially treats her is actually really crappy and it's like you know i don't feel that bad for him by the end of the movie
2: no i don't think you're supposed to
0: yeah no 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 it's
2: you're not supposed to feel bad for anybody
0: well, no. that's the thing. Everyone's pretty despicable. Right?
2: Yeah. I mean, except for the uh, you know, for Betty, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Betty's pretty. The no, mill's fine. He's DeMille's, He gets yeah. to keep making his movie. Yeah. He just has. He's gonna go home that night and feel bad about it, and then come yeah. back and not not, yeah. not not remember. But he
0: spared her feelings. Like he was. Yeah, trying, he's like, go find trying a Trying car. to be a good guy, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this is this is gonna be my brilliant moment. It's that whole mm-hmm. sequence where she actually goes to the lot, right? Yeah. And like, so we don't know why they've been called back there. We just know that like paramount's been calling and oh they want me back and they want my picture and yeah uh, but really they just accidentally saw the old car that she was driving and they want to use the car as a prop car in one of their movies and that's why they've been trying to get a hold of her
0: and you feel so bad for
2: her and and max uh, butler ex-husband and we'll we'll get there have we gotten there yet no we haven't haven't. haven't explained (laughs) that yet okay that's fine we'll we'll hold that for later but um Max has kept that from her. Max is allowing her to believe that they want it back. He knows full well what they're, what they're looking for. And so now that we know that watching Norma Desmond walk into that situation, just full of confidence and, and feeling so good about herself to go back onto the lot and to meet Cecil B. DeMille. Like it's so tragic and it's so horrible. And the, this very specific brilliant moment is there's the gaffer up in the rafters that recognizes her, mm-hmm. swings the spotlight right. down on yeah. her. Yeah. And that's cool to begin with. And everybody kind of swarms around. They're like, oh, Norman Desmond. Oh, wow. Hey, it's great to meet you. And she's got her adoring fans. Or whatever. But the real brilliant moment is when Cecil B. DeMille is walking back over to her. And the the crowd kind of parts. And there's a light. The light is still hitting her. And it is the most unnatural light, even yeah. for a stage. Mm-hmm. Like, that light does not exist in like on the stage except to shine onto her and mm-hmm. for this specific shot, like the texture of the light is different than anything that's pointed at the set. So it's not like a, like a practical thing that was actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, and when Cecil B. DeMille walks over and he's like, get that light out of here. <laughs> or Put that <laughs> light back where it belongs, I think is what he says, yeah, yeah. which, and and that line right there is a beautiful shot, like tracking up towards her with this incredible light, Get that light back where it belongs. And yeah. it's Cecil B. DeMille saying that, who is honestly one of the more sympathetic people in the whole movie. I think so, yeah. And he's still like, nope, it's yeah. not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, like, it obviously there's a mirror to that scene and the end of the movie. And I like yeah. that both of those things are kind of set up by Max lying to her to spare her feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So Max did her, and which is really doing her a disservice because she's humiliated on the on the lot and then i have less of a problem with it at the end because at that point you know
1: she's it yeah she's, she's already going to jail yeah, she's well, already enjoy killed it, but man. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but it's such an interesting she played joe
1: gillis yeah, yeah she
0: already yeah but um no it's such an interesting mirror that i really appreciate about that scene
1: i just want to talk about some of the blocking of, uh, yeah. of the shots like yeah, that too right? Right? i like, you
2: know i'm glad you bring that up too because it, like this is an era of filmmaking where there weren't where there weren't a lot of tricks mm-hmm. to be had except for how you stage Yeah, because it's like like
1: the thing we study now, right? So like they got so much mileage out of that staircase in their foyer, Mm -hmm. right? So like the opening – like just like when she comes in, right? So it's just like she's standing at the top of the stairs. She's like, so you're a writer? And it's looking up at her from Joe Gillis's perspective like where she has all the visual screen power and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. right? And then he's like, yeah, I've like written a couple of pictures. And then she comes down – To meet him at eye level to be like, will you read my script? And it's like that kind of power play. They do the same thing later on in the movie where uh, it's the New Year's Eve party. And the New Year's Eve party party at two where she she rents a four-piece orchestra. Like a four-piece yeah. string band, and just like, for the two of them. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like tangoing in that like black void of emptiness, and you're just like staring down at them by themselves it's as they It's such band. an
0: uncomfortable it's, scene. It's, too. it's
1: so good. It's like yeah. that like that house is such like a like a fun house. It's wild. Mm-hmm. I I mean thinking about this movie like a
2: horror film. Yeah. is kind of an interesting exercise too yeah. because like there, I feel like this is uh. I mean, there are shades of this kind of thing in, in I mean, little indie things like Creep. You know, these yeah. movies where like somebody shows up uh, and meets somebody new and they go into this person's world and then they're like, oh God, I'm trapped here. Like mm-hmm. there's a version of this movie that, you know, obviously it ends with him getting killed. Yeah. So like it it's, you know, but that fun house kind of like you keep getting to another layer of like the monkey undertaker was weird enough. Yeah. And then like now you threw a uh, a New Year's Eve party and he walks downstairs so like when's everybody else getting here and he's like oh nobody's coming it's yeah. just us and it's like yeah. Jesus
0: <laughs> which wasn't even a huge shock to me when I was watching it but it's still like oh god no like, yeah,
2: yeah it's so it's so painful
0: yeah um but no I I kind of thought of it as partially a horror movie like and yeah. you have things like her saying like I got a gun and you're like ooh that's gonna that's not going away like that's right. gonna come back like
1: yeah. Do you know what the most – like now having lived in Los Angeles for a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know what I think is like the most L.A. thing about that movie now? But. The scene where they go shop clothes shopping <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, well, we got like this fancy kind of overcoat and we got the camel – like in the camel hair. And he's just like, she's paying. Well, yeah.
2: Just get the <laughs> – get, get I, I think yeah. the line was – because I made a note of that too. That was yeah. one of my favorite moments yeah. of – like that was the kind of – there's a couple of moments in the, in the movie that are clearly like. They're cut in P-Kimbo. a way that. What's that? It's a P. Kimba moment. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're also cut in a way that's like holding for laughs. Yeah. In a way that doesn't match the rest of the movie. Right. Here's some camel's hair. But I'd like you just to feel this. It's Vicuna. Of course, it's a little more expensive than camel's hair will do. Well, as long as the lady's paying for it, why not take the Vicuna? <laughs>
1: We're talking about weird shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's time to get to Max. We should probably get
2: to Max.
0: I have to. Max so, mean, this is my biggest question honestly, mark. Honestly,
2: this is another brilliant moment Yeah, because yeah. this reveal is, is really, really incredible. We So Max, we've been referring to him as the butler ex-husband this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you know. He's the butler for like two-thirds of the movie. He's the butler yeah. for most of the movie. And then... At some point it starts to look real bad for Norman Desmond and he gets so concerned. He spent the whole movie like keeping things from her Mm -hmm. and letting her believe that she's still a big star and everybody still wants to work with her. And then all of a sudden things are starting to look bad for her. And so he actually, he's worried enough about her that he opens up to Joe and admits that he was, he used to be a director and he directed Norman Desmond. Then they got married and now he's his, he's her butler. And,
0: and now they're also divorced. And but they're also he's divorced, still there.
2: And he's still there. And there've she's been had other husbands, husbands. Yeah, she's had yeah. three husbands. And yes.
0: now this this boy toy. So it's I,
2: Max, Max the director, Max the disgraced director. After Norman yeah. Desmond got through with him, I think. Yeah. But then they got married. Then they got divorced. Then other then he's her butler. Then there are like three other husbands. And now there's Joe who's just sleeping in his old bed.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, can we talk about how that all goes down, right? I'm pretty sure yeah. that all happens in the same scene. And that is like it's the scene where he gets to like move into the house and he's just like why isn't there any door handles and it's like oh because she's suicidal and because she's suicidal and in the same scene he's like yeah this is a nice bedroom and she's just like yeah it's It's like no he didn't say that he was like it it used to be like the husband's bedroom bedroom." yeah that's right yeah yeah." and then and then like later on in that scene it's just like well i was also her husband you're just like
0: And talking about like, but but when they do
1: that though, that like that's the moment that's great. When they do that,
2: it's like a (laughs) gong 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 kind of moment. Like there's a there's a sting in the score, and there's I think there's a camera move. Like I literally
0: gasped. I watched that like I like I said I watched it in college, and me and six other students were literally like. (gasps) like it was like such a big
2: yeah. reveal it was
0: huge but like the thing is like Max is such an interesting character and they never really go back to it after that reveal like okay so you understand why he cares so much about her mm-hmm. but I'm still really curious as to like why he's okay with watching her get married two other times and watching and these men in driving them around and, and, and sleeping <laughs> in his old bed yeah. and like getting his clothes from his apartment like what like Max has as many screws loose as Norma does in oh, my mind and like, more probably yeah.
2: like yeah. because I don't think anything was actively Done to Max, right? Right, he like Norma, stuff
0: happened to Norma. Norma, yeah, like, as
2: a character, had been put through the ringer. Right. right, like she'd been sort of chewed up and spit out by the system and the in Hollywood and everything like that. Max just kind of watched it happen.
0: I mean, he he and, kind of was like chewed up and spit out by Hollywood, um, <clears throat> as like a disgraced director, but still, like not nearly yeah. as so much as she was.
1: Do you know who the person that didn't screw over Norma Desmond? De- Desmond was. Her financial planner. Like, yeah, when she's still when, really when, rich. When, yeah. when they like, there's like that scene where they're talking about like why, like oh, whatever you want, we can buy. Yeah, like, yeah. I got oil fields and Baker fields. They just pump and pump yeah. and pump, so we yeah. can spend and spend and spend. It's like. Yeah, maybe Max is sticking around because, like, you know, the gravy train. Well, that's right, yeah. he explains it at yeah, the end. He's yeah. like,
0: "Well, I got a pretty good setup," and I'm like, mean, "Yeah, it's, it's you kind of the the do, same man." Same
1: deal as Joe.
2: Like, it's yeah. the same yeah. reason Joe is sticking around. Like, he sort of like begrudgingly realizes he's like, "Well, I'm a kept man now." Yep. Right? Um, but yeah, that is that is the one part of the meta narrative between Norma Desmond and Gloria that's Swanson that say. doesn't line yeah. up. Yeah. Like, like Gloria Swanson got got some bad business. hosed in some bad business deals, I think. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah the fact that she's because i kept waiting for that for that shoe to drop right yeah. i kept mm-hmm. waiting for the money to run out or like you know something never
0: even hinted at
2: no no, no because no, i guess good. It, it wasn't yeah, yeah she's but like cool. but I, again like like looping all of that in together into this movie like adding it all up into a movie about how screwed up the business is mm-hmm. like here's a person that you know there would be no paramount pictures without me and she's incredibly wealthy um and nobody wants
1: anything to do with her Mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's just so bizarre and don't forget like like the meta-narrative too right of like how like the system's gonna profit off of her downfall too right it's like tabloid yeah. all those like all those cameras are there like she's ready for her final close-up yeah. because that's gonna be on right. freaking newsreels it's gonna be on that like the tabloids like and that was mm-hmm. another one of the cameos too yeah. it was like was a, a
2: real-life life. gossip columnist played yeah, yeah. what's her name that she was on the phone there at the end be like yeah, hold the, hold the do, print yeah. I've got a story like yeah. that kind of thing
0: yeah but it's like, and the funny thing is, and we talked a little bit about this with like the way that Joe immediately dismissed her. It's like, well, she actually made a name for herself in Hollywood. Like you have it, my guy, like you barely yeah. are getting by. And she was a big star. And, you know, like she basically was just thrown out because she got, she aged.
2: Yeah. Like they're both done. The yeah. business is done with yeah. both of them and neither of them want to believe it. Yeah. Um, But like somehow Joe thinks he's. Like above it somehow, I guess.
0: I mean, there's not – I'm not saying that doesn't exist in Hollywood. There's still a lot of that in Hollywood. No, yeah, oh yeah for
2: sure. No, that, <laughs> and that's why the movie – like I you could take the same script mm-hmm. and swap out like – you know, we were talking about you swap out the what happened to Fairbanks and with what happened to Scorsese and you can make yeah. the same thing right now. Like it's a conversation that still happens.
1: Oh, I got the quote right here. You want me to read it Yeah, out? <laughs> you got all the quotes. You just <laughs> yeah, have yeah. the script pulled up? They took the idols and smashed them. The Fairbankses, the Gilbert's, the Valentino's. And what do we got now? Some nobodies. Uh, there yeah. is literally, a, like, there is literally, a, like, a new Hollywood director, like, from the 70s, that, like, every time Marvel drops a movie, oh, one yeah. of them has to make that, yeah. pretty much that comment. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's De Palma's turn next, yeah. I think, because yeah. yeah. Spielberg, Scorsese,
2: Coppola, they've all had their turn. Yeah. And, like, we got a bunch of nobodies today. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's, yeah. um.
0: I mean, I've already seen people try to argue that with like, like using Tarantino it's like well we still have Tarantino
2: yeah <laughs> he's, he's he's still around yeah. he's not even old yet no like he yeah. he's just take it easy. make another move
0: whatever happened to David Fincher yeah so, well he's still
2: doing it the Safdies are still here <laughs> the they same, yeah, we still have the Safdies I'm
0: almost I, I, I don't want to speak it into existence because I don't want it to happen I'm almost surprised someone hasn't done a modern Sunset Boulevard. they before. have they
1: tried it in, uh, did they really they, they tried it in like the 60s Uh oh. or, no not the 60s I'm sorry the 70s there's another IMDB credit I'm for I'm surprised it. there yeah. isn't
0: one from well like,
1: it's, it's never not been
2: relevant right. like i, I mean yeah. I, now it would be you know it's, maybe it's ingrid goes west or yeah. something now but like um
0: <laughs> but it just holds up so much especially yeah, when it comes it to the business and it's kind of sad how much the business doesn't change as much as it does
2: so any other any other brilliant moments we need to talk about i mean the, like i in terms of pure iconic moments there's opening in the pool yeah that we talked about which is just a really really great like here's your main character and he's dead the yeah. whole time we haven't talked enough about the final scene like the final the, scene oh, is yeah. I was getting oh yeah oh, it's it's like
0: moments in movies this,
2: <laughs> this movie is bookended by two of the i think most famous yeah, like and
1: most, yeah. you know, imitated. That staircase putting in some putting in some work. And some the warp. way that everyone
0: but, around her just buys into it. No, you, it, said it so
1: you said a one for best art direction, right? Yes it did. Okay, yeah.
0: because
2: like the weird vine shape of the banister you, on the like the, the staircase didn't look yeah. like a staircase I'd seen before.
1: Yeah. Do you, ever, you know what the other the thing I noticed this time when I was watching it is like when she's walking down the stairs, everybody stands still. Like everybody is like trying to hold for like a long exposure photograph mm-hmm. except her. Like yeah. they don't move. Like even though like this crazy woman who just shot this dude in her pool, right? She's like walking down and all these people are just like yeah, like like standing for yeah. a painting. Yeah. As like she like flows past them but
0: right. you also believe it because you yeah. can you imagine if you were there you would absolutely the, be trying to get the, that ol- shot. <laughs>
1: the only guy that's moving a lot is the guy that has yeah. like the lights that's yeah. just like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
0: but talking about how surreal this movie is i mean that is the most surreal moment yeah. in it
1: and the fact like, that max is
2: sitting there like directing yeah. scene, yeah. like he's talking to the cameraman and he's telling me like all right we're ready for yeah. you norma and um
0: in a weird way it's like a happy ending like it's not but it's like you know norma got what well, she want wanted max got what he wanted i like. mean
2: you think about like what what other possible ending is there for her? there's the yeah. ending where they go and make her movie and you're she's right. a star again yeah. right but that's i don't want that no you're <laughs> right. yeah, you You know? know like i mean yeah. it's, but in terms of uh, in terms of other like okay outcomes i guess we're all okay like joe gets put out of his memory, misery yeah. and uh and norma gets to think that she's a star again
1: and Artie doesn't get screwed which yeah. is a character we have already we have not talked about we Artie. Have not. Let, i
2: mean let, let's 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 finish up with the end the, the scene there because like this is i mean it's up there with the most iconic lines in all oh, of yeah, hollywood mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm ready for my close-up mr demille like mm-hmm. that is I mean that—that's the line. Right? I mean, was, like I knew that line too. before I would ever heard of Sunset Boulevard. It's yeah. one mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and just like her face, as like the camera like fades away, it's, like yeah. it's so delusional. And she's so like at that point, she's gone. Yeah. Like she, there's no reasoning with her. It's just so well done.
2: Well, in the the eye, like she's still her doing, eyes, she's yeah. still doing the silent movie actress yeah. performance, mm-hmm. like top to bottom. That's that's one thing. There's a there's a a moment watching this movie where you start to think like, man, Gloria Swanson is really playing to the back row here. But then at some point you're like, oh wait, no, 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 that's Norman Desmond playing yeah. to the back row. Oh, yeah, And it's an incredible performance. There,
0: there's a really, and not to uh, distract from this scene, but there's just before this scene when she's going to basically beg for Joel to stay, she like looks in the mirror and like goes into silent film star mode where mm-hmm. her, like eyes get really big and it's also terrifying yeah, like that's yeah, one of the horror movie well, things it's that I was like, like oh ride my of god Frankenstein, yeah yeah of, that's yeah. really what it is it's like no at that point she's she's gone like right. it's so good you see this is my life
1: it always will be there's nothing else just us and the cameras and those wonderful people out there in the dark All right,
2: Mr. Demille. I'm ready for my close up so I mean, let's talk about it i mean it's it's one of the best it, we're sitting here agreeing that it's one of the best. uh but like what of uh, the movie lists would it show up on let's let's talk about movie lists for a second, so. What movies uh, has it shown up on? To be honest, and this is um, to my—I'll—I'll uh, I'm, I'm, I'll cop to—I'm a little ashamed of this. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's only been mentioned a few times, and never an outright pick on, on a movie list. On Cinefix movie now, list. Now, granted, we haven't always had been as fastidious with the metadata uh as as we have been in the past couple of years yeah. so there might be some older ones where it's featured but it for sure um is featured in our 100 most iconic lines of all time oh yeah it has to
1: be ready for my close up it should also so. be on another one that was recently published that i'm i'm i'm, I'm ashamed it's not in go know, for it you tell me that this isn't one of the best screenplays ever written i mean it needs to be if it's got one of the 100 most iconic lines somebody had to write it yeah you know,
2: yeah so
0: I would say that it's such like, it's such a good screenplay.
2: I had to go back and, and rewatch it to see. I would wait. I, 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 just want to believe that we mentioned it, but we might not have. <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> we all make mistakes. We might not have.
2: I don't know. I, uh,
1: I this is me apologizing. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think my, my list, the list of my lists that I think that this would be on. Yep. are screenplays, Hollywood movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Noirs. Mm-hmm. cinematography and femme fatales. Okay. Yeah. I will, we'll
2: take one of those, those. one at a time, I think, cause I, I had a movies about movies kind yeah. of, kind of list yeah. I mean, that way you, you put it up there, you know, with things like the player, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, adaptation uh, movies about the, the process. The other, the other thing that I, that's sort of tangentially related to that is movies where, and this is hyper specific, but like movies where creative people get destroyed by their art form. That is very, and, I, oh, that is, that is incredibly I think specific. I there's other
0: like examples of well, that. Well, yeah, though. I mean, it's yeah. things like
2: like Black Swan and yeah. like the, the wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. Janks. There you go. You're, if you say the wrestler at the same time, you got to take a drink.
0: <laughs> That's what the, anyway, we're taking that forever. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, movies about movies and movies about like creative people being destroyed, I yeah. think are, are like Fink. a weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a weird Barton Fink. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, that's a weird niche that, uh, as it turns out, I really enjoy.
0: I really like, yeah. And like the thing about like the movie about movies, like list, like I feel like if you really look at this list, that that list, like this movie is the most cynical. Like it really has a lot of teeth. Like yeah, it yeah. does not come across as liking the movie business at all. And I like that. Like I like that it just bites and yeah. doesn't let go.
2: Yeah, which is, again, like the fact that they made it, they were doing that already in 1950. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're not special. Like, yeah. the the cyn- like cynical takedowns of the industry that happen, you know, that that we get, it's like, there's nothing new there. Like, we've yeah. been doing it since Sunset Boulevard, probably before. I just, you know. Most consequential monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. I don't think that
1: monkey was the inciting incident, but it was close. I mean, yeah. listen, if, if that monkey didn't die on that day, <laughs> Joe Gillis might still be alive. Living in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. As a failure. As a, as a failure. <laughs> a living. failed screenwriter and, and
2: moderately not a failure yeah. of a desk jockey newspaper man or whatever. Living failure
1: instead of a dead himbo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we should also talk about the production design, too, because like you said, like that house is a fun house and that oh, movie yeah. doesn't work without being yeah. in a fun house. By the way, that
1: house is owned by uh, Jay, oh, Getty's ex-wife. <laughs> oh. In, huh. in real life. Okay. Yeah, Paramount Paramount rented it and installed We're, the we're pool. not to
2: the things you didn't know section just yet. So Okay, all right. We well, We can, say, right. to that we can say that production that
0: location yeah. manager though, would say <laughs> great location.
2: What was the, what was the next one on your list? There was movies about movies, noir Hollywood noirs. noirs, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Film noir as a as a genre. I, I think this this fits into the I don't know, is there a subsect of film noir that this that this is the best example of or just
1: because no, film noir is broad, right? Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, like, it's black and white and it's got crime in it. I mean, so, yeah,
2: like, you could do like, there's the detective, uh, yeah, version, there's, a hard-boiled there's the hard boiled detective, the hard-boiled definitely detective a subgenre.
1: I just don't think that there's enough, there's not Suns- 10 of them. Yeah, there's yeah. not, sun- <laughs> there's not enough Sunset Boulevard like movies where you could be like, yeah, 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 there's no honorable mentions in this yeah. category. It's yeah. just Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. You're right, <laughs> it's right. <f-ing> rips, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I wish some of like we disagreed more but it's just a yeah, great movie yeah. like i'm like yeah
1: what about femme fatale what? where do, where does she stack up in uh uh against what sharon
2: stone from basic instincts
0: yeah. oh those are yeah.
2: both um what, single a white fight? female yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: i mean any you know she i she would be high in the ranking of just the film noir i imagine yeah. film noir era femme fatales would have to be probably two slots in a movie list because there's so many good ones mm-hmm. yeah for sure um I'm trying to i mean i just keep going back to double indemnity because we're talking about billy wilder but uh that's a great one um i mean then i mean the erotic thriller genre that i <laughs> feel like everybody <laughs> speaking any, know, any, any 90,
1: speaking of 90s genres that you know had a
2: any, anytime somebody there's a, any conversation about like you know what genre should come back it's erotic Everybody, uh, yeah. somebody's gonna say e- erotic thriller? I
0: don't know how erotic it is to call it an erotic thriller though, because they have like no chemistry, Joe. And oh, no, Sunset, no, no, Sunset no. Boulevard. Yeah, no, no,
2: I was, oh, I oh, was yeah, talking yeah. about basic instincts. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but that, yeah. You know yeah. what?
1: Why don't Why don't they bring back Sunset Boulevard as an erotic thriller? That would and be st- starring <laughs> Nicolas Cage as like a <laughs> as like a May December erotic thriller, dude. You you get you. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know what i've had i had the idea just now we're gonna i'm gonna save it for the nicholas cage section i got a good i got a good pitch here you,
0: there's okay. not that many characters in this movie
1: yeah but there's only one
0: okay i I think i can guess what it is okay yeah
2: i it's it, yeah i got one too yeah but we'll we'll save that for the, for yeah. the end um uh, best vo what
0: what would beat it
1: taxi driver
2: oh uh, yeah mm. but no. yes I mean, they're they're similar just in the v- conversation. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. they're similar in that the VO is is an offshoot of the character. Yeah, you know, like it's it's not exposition; it's just sort of like pondering. Sometimes I wish rain would just wash all the scum just and wash all her. the scum. I don't know. The taxi driver makes me more uncomfortable every time I talk about it. Yeah,
1: just, it's not the right time. You know. No, it's not 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 the time for taxi driver. No. <laughs> but. uh... This the the V.O. in this movie is amazing. Yeah. By the way, just one thing I wanted to say, like I watched the um the making of bonus features for this movie, which there is no making of footage. I don't think anybody was thinking of that stuff back right. in like 50. yeah. Why would they? publicity stills <laughs> but, maybe? Yeah. Uh, a guy who is friends with. Billy Wilder, who is featured on this documentary, was just like, he said that Billy Wilder liked liked VO for two reasons. One, he would, one was, it was an efficient mode of exposition. So Mm -hmm. it was just like, I could get a lot of exposition out there fast. And the second was, he saw himself as a satirist and VO allowed him to comment on the action. And like, so it isn't, it's an authorial voice to him then. It's him talking, not Joe. Exactly. Okay. He just put his hand up the butt of Joe Gielgud yeah. and just started, yeah. flapping his mouth, flapping his gut. <laughs> Do we want to talk cinematography? Is this like one of the better looking black and white photograph movies of all time? I, I don't know that it's it's specifically
2: uh, a, a great.
0: Yeah, cinematogra- I don't think of it as like a cinematography movie. No, you know that's because it's
2: so good. Well, I mean, there's, yeah, there, there's the, uh, you know, the the idea of like, you do a good job if nobody notices kind of thing, which like, yeah, it's, 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 so it was very obviously skillfully done, but in terms of like, there's really some some good stuff at play here. I mean, that one moment that I mentioned earlier with
1: the, yeah. the stage light shining down was yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Also, when he gets shot, right? Like, yeah. it's all dark, but the pool is lit. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, the pool is like the bright thing in the frame when he falls into it and it's like the glowing water mm-hmm. as it like splashes up
2: well that's the thing that you have to you have to see that first that has to register because now you're thinking like
1: oh here we're getting back to the beginning right Yeah, mm-hmm. and let's not forget how they photographed that opening shot where you're looking up yeah. at Joe Joe Gillis in yeah. the water right they had to lay a mirror at the bottom of the pool and then they shot the camera down at the mirror to get the reflection of the mirror and that's how they got that mm-hmm. shot which is oh wow I was assuming
2: that they just had a a tank nope nope they didn't have tanks back then nope <laughs> No, they, they invented the tank in 1960. 1960, yeah. <laughs> Thirteen years after this movie, yeah. they invented the tank.
1: Sometimes, as we watched, she'd clutch my arm or my hand, forgetting she was my employer, just becoming a fan, excited about that actress up there on the screen. I guess I don't have to tell you who the star was. They were always her pictures. That's all she wanted to see.
2: Let's get a transition straight into things you didn't know. This is some, some, some trivia, some behind the scenes stuff that hopefully,
1: uh, you know, will make you, make you think about the movie in a different way. I only got one thing. You only got one thing? Yeah, what I got it? one thing. So you remember when there um, there's this scene where, and, you know, we think of this as like really common, but they're at, they're at, uh, enormous house watching a movie which you know growing up in the advent of tv we think oh yeah everybody gets to yeah. sit home and watch a movie anytime they f- even why. like later in the movie when yeah. he brings betty to oh the yeah house, he's the like, she's like she's even it. got a
2: movie <laughs> yeah. screen and it's like it's like this yeah it's like yeah. that size I yeah. Think. yeah but yeah. she they roll up the
1: painting yeah you know so you could it's just, a
0: great setup I it's, a, say. it's really yeah. cool
1: yeah i wouldn't mind doing it yeah. so the movie that they watch is actually gl- a Gloria Swanson silent era movie, right? Mm. That is directed by Eric von Stroheim, who plays Max. Yep.
0: That's brilliant. Well, That's... he did say that all they would do is watch her movies. Yeah, but... yeah.
1: But the fact that, like, like yeah. it was so methodically cast that it's an old Gloria Swanson movie and Max is, so, um, is actually directing that movie. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. that's
2: incredible. But and, and so sticking with some of that, the casting choices and like the meta narrative of it all, uh, Eric von Stroheim apparently didn't want to take the role, but he needed the money. And so he took it, he took it for the money, which is also hilarious. Like thinking about the na- meta narrative of Gloria Swanson playing Norman Desmond, where Eric von Stroheim. You know where he's taking the role that he doesn't really want but he wants the money yeah. and like yeah. like the real world parallels that everybody has with their i mean except for william holden i guess he was a he was a star yeah at, at this point but like you know the the real world parallels that they have with their characters is is remarkable and to to gloria swanson's credit another thing you you may not know is may west there were a handful of other People that they went out to first before Gloria Swanson. Mae West was one of them. And a handful of them turned the role down because they didn't want to play Fading Starlet because they were still like, no, I, I'm not going to play. Like, Mae West was a. I'm not past my prime yeah. May Mae West, she she thought of herself as a sex symbol like until she died, I think. But yeah. Um, the, I mean,
0: how old was she even when that made I don't know, out? but good yeah. for her. You know, yeah, this is right.
2: great. It, it's. Um, but the idea that Gloria Swanson was the one that was like, no, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah, I'll play. I'll play down and down and well, out. Well, I'm surprised
0: like, that wasn't written for her. Like it, it is. So, it seems like yeah, was, right? Was, like, yeah,
2: yeah. But it was yeah. Nobody wanted to. Nobody wanted to do it.
0: Yeah. What? And yeah, just Gloria Swanson being like, "What have I got to lose?"
2: <laughs> Marlon Brando also in the running for Joe Gillis. Oh, I believe really? That.
1: Yep. I believe that. Wow, he'd yeah. be really young for that. He when was uh, Streetcar? 50, it was right around the same time. 50s, like a couple 50s, years. Yeah,
2: yeah, a couple years later.
1: You know, this is like David Lynch's second favorite film of all time. I believe it. Yeah, I definitely believe that. I 100% that. Yeah, believe yeah. it. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not his first.
0: Yeah. Eight Yeah, and a half his
1: is his first. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Depends on when you ask
1: it. If yeah. you Google David Lynch's favorite yeah. films, I've I've clicked on a couple articles. Uh, eight and a half is above it, but like Sunset is second.
0: I mean, that makes sense.
1: So <laughs> much of it makes sense. Yeah. There's so much Sunset Boulevard and Blue Velvet it's like yeah, uh, yeah. well
2: in like mulholland drive too like yeah. i mean there's the, any anything in and around you know industry adjacent yeah. mm-hmm. that has happened since 1950 like there's got to be hints of sunset boulevard in there mm-hmm. there's another we talk about how iconic the opening you know scene is originally there's an original version different version where joe's corpse uh is arrives at the morgue surrounded by other corpses uh but audiences the way that it was played audiences uh thought it was it was too funny and so they swapped it to him just floating Floating in the pool pool. yeah like that's it's so it's 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 hilarious to me that Scenes that work out that are just like burned into our collective subconscious. Yeah.
1: You know what else is cool about this movie? It wasn't too. even the first. It wasn't even Plan A. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what else is cool about this movie too? The title card where it's like the dun dun-dun, dun 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 yeah. dun dun, and like the camera yeah. just like fades down and it's just like Sunset Boulevard written on the curb. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. You know, the oh yeah,
0: that is a good one. And yeah, then like that's the car just, like, yeah. and then it's just like, this,
1: and
2: the car motivates like a whip pan.
1: Yeah. Right yeah. As, and right and, and the then beginning. all yeah. yeah, and then all of like the opening credits are just on the street. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Rules. It's cool. When it came to uh, here's here's one. This is uh, uh, this is from from Dan who told Tayo to 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 compile these for us. Yeah. Uh, Dan gets zero credit for no. this. No. Now this is all well, This is Tayo's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it came time to shoot Norma's visit to Paramount, von, Eric von Stroheim was embarrassed to admit that he didn't know how to drive. Oh. Von Stroheim couldn't drive the car. <laughs> um, so the the stunt car the the Zara Freshini like Which is a car that way, I don't... Way to pronounce that, bro. Yeah. I, is it wrong? <laughs> no, bad I, I get so, it? it sounds right to me. Okay, great. Um, they had to pull it behind a uh, a tow truck, and he only steered it just a little bit into <laughs> the Paramount lot, which is funny because yeah. now that's, how, that's just how yeah. they shoot
0: right. car scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like with, and he, cra- he actually crashed into the gate. I've just been whispering. <laughs> <laughs> really? <Whispered laughs> what's that, Dan? What's that, Dan? <laughs> Crashing the gate? No, that was Tayo again. (laughs) Tayo wants to make sure I get his good work right.
1: All that noise! Hey! You see, Mr.
2: DeMille. Open the gate.
0: Mr. DeMille is shooting. You got an appointment?
2: No appointment necessary. I'm bringing Norma Desmond. Norma who? Okay, well, let's move on to the, to the MVP. Who's, who's the person that makes this movie and w- with somebody different, it's not the same
1: movie? Gloria Swanson. Yep. Without question.
0: Easy agree. Yeah? Easy. Like, and, like yeah. yeah, like, you know, Holden's great. But... She, was,
1: she was name-checked for this for the rest of her life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she died in the 80s.
0: And like we've been talking about, this like whole meta-narrative just adds to it, too. Yeah. Like, no, it's easy, Gloria. I'm so mad that she didn't win the Oscar now. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) unfortunate. Now that I
1: know that. It's unfortunate that it's not like not peak Wilder because he only got screenplay for this. But even then, even if this was like, even if Wilder took home the statue again for this, this is still Gloria Swanson's movie. Yeah. I I think
2: Wilder did so much other good work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That like it can kind of, not that it blends together with his other work, but like. You can make an argument for any one of his movies, more or less, mm-hmm. uh,
1: being his, his best work. Yeah, right? but like even he can't like be held responsible for that kind of magnetism that she brings to right. And that's what I'm
0: saying. Like like anyone else, like it would still be a great movie with someone else, but I don't think it would be like a capital M masterpiece right, without right. Gloria. Like I don't really don't think it would yeah. be. Yeah,
2: yeah, and she the I I, I also picked. <laughs> Gloria
1: Swatson. I mean, kind of no yeah, like, it's it's this it's her is her kind
2: of an easy one. It's but like the idea that uh she's so committed to the conceit of it yeah. and so on board with what the movie's about. Yeah. Um that yeah, I, I don't think if had Mae West said yes and she'd been kind of hedging her bets mm-hmm. about committing to the role, like then it would have been a different thing and it wouldn't have worked. Half as well.
0: And I, like you said earlier, you can tell when she's playing into that like silent film star thing when she's like over emoting and like yeah. her eyes are big and she's no. using her hands so much. It's like, it's.
2: There, there's also another really cool thing in her performance where there she gets vulnerable in yeah, some she, spots oh, she totally and so does. like there's the there's the 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 moments where she is like the wall is up and she's yeah. the star and she's unapproachable and then there's the moment where she's begging joe not to leave her you yeah know? yeah and so and they're, the New Year's they're wildly different energies yeah. Well, you
0: know? and i find it so interesting at the end when um betty comes to the house and joe basically shows her the door and like you know For Norma, it's, like, confirmation that he's essentially been, like, kind of cheating on her, but she doesn't even care. She's like, thank you, Joe. Thank you for, like, choosing me. And, like, it's like, and, like, you just feel like, again, she's not a good person, but you just feel so bad for her.
2: Like, yeah, she's, it's, it's, it's such a tragic Thing. like every and the way that they this is going back to, to talking about the screenplay and maybe a vote for billy wilder in, in writing this he co-wrote it with two other guys i think yep. but um the uh <laughs> whose names don't matter <laughs> um the the idea that they want academy awards they, they all want academy <laughs> yeah they all got the statue yeah. um the way that the information is parsed out and so like the dramatic irony of like us knowing things that norma Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. or that she's not aware of and just watching her repeatedly walk into these really tragic like she's set up to fail at every turn and she's set up to be embarrassed and it's like oh god i don't want to watch it again um and so the way that the screenplay is structured in that sense is is really incredible yeah so
0: but it's crazy when you find out Billy what Wilder she does know. Two. Yeah, like like you know, like she doesn't realize that Demille wants nothing to do with her, but like she does yeah. realize that you know Joe is seeing someone else. Like yeah. it's a vi- like because that's where her focus is right now. Her focus is on Joe, yeah. and she's obsessed with him. So she's gonna notice everything he does.
2: Good looking guy. Good looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. Looks looks great getting out of yeah. a pool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I think we all agree. Yeah, Watson, yeah. Yeah, Gloria Swanson, MVP. Congratulations, Gloria. Belatedly. Belatedly. You won our Belatedly. award, won our yeah. award yeah. even yeah. if you didn't get the Oscar for it.
1: Um, so now, uh, Calibro, shall all we get right. to so, our final segment? Yeah. The the best segment that everybody has been waiting for It's how would this movie be improved if it had Nicolas Cage in it in some capacity? And I think we can all agree, like every movie, it would be improved with Nicolas Cage in it. So I propose that it is, to your point, Alex, it is time to remake this film. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's relevant. I think we should take down Hollywood a couple of pegs. I also agree with you, Clint. It's time for the sex thriller to come back. <laughs> so, like, why, why don't we reimagine Sunset Boulevard as a sex thriller with Nicolas, with Nicholas Cage as Max? the soy
0: i knew i knew it was gonna be max i knew it was gonna be He's Mac. a perfect age yeah he's
1: an old ass man you know you just got to get a 90s heartthrob to play like Gloria swanson right now and throw timothy chalamet in there as a writer and then bam we got us oh, a we, got to, we got Chalamet. we got us to go picture i
0: don't know timothy chalamet would be my choice
1: <laughs> yeah you <'cause laughs> got to play with the dynamic of like nicholas cage and joe gillis you can't have like a I don't think you could have a traditional. I mean, it,
2: it would be, it would be Renfield. Like it would be Nicholas yeah. Holt. Uh, Holt would be. Oh, oh, you,
0: oh you know, I yeah. see Nicholas Holt yeah. actually. Nicholas Holt as Joe yeah.
1: Who's Gloria Swanson? Christy Swanson. Crit- or who's, who's Norma Desmond? No, Christy Swanson. Who's Christy Swanson?
2: She's, uh, she's from, uh, I guess we could do, you know who it would be if who? we're going to make this the, the erotic thriller comeback. It needs to be Sharon Stone. Yeah.
1: yeah yes. Has to be.
2: There it is. Nicholas it Cage
1: as Max. Sharon Stone, Stone as Norma, as Norma, and Nicholas and Holt. Holt as Joe. No, oh, I hate that I
0: don't hate that. Crap. I'm I know. I'd, 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 I'd,
1: I'd watch that. Yeah. Who's, Artie? Uh, <laughs> Who's oh, Artie?
0: we haven't even talked about Artie. Yet. Sam
1: Rockwell, <laughs> too old but right too guy. Old, right, yeah. right, right attitude. Sam, Sam oh, Claflin. Oh, Claflin. Claflin, Nicholas, the kid, Greg from
2: Succession. Mm. Too many <laughs> Nicholases in the movie, though. You can't have that many Nicholas yeah. on the poster.
1: Nick, Nick three, Nick, Nick three. three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how we will it.
0: I mean, I'm trying to picture Nicolas Cage though as Max. I mean, you'd
1: have to reinterpret
2: Max. A bit. Honestly, yeah. it's it's who I chose. It was yeah. the same. Yeah. Well, who would you? Who, I is there anybody else?
0: I, no, I mean, there's not, Like I said, there's not a lot of characters in this movie. Is he Artie? Mean, is a... he your Artie? <gasps> Maybe because I don't think I like him as Max. Like hot take because I think I think that doesn't allow Nick Cage to do very much. Like Max is eccentric, but he's very um it doesn't come out a lot
1: i think okay. i think it would if nicholas yeah <laughs> say, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I think i think a scene like because we have max to, is not a bring, character yeah. that gets slow played yeah. When, yeah. When oh, yeah, that's like, yeah yeah we have to we have to bring something new to the like new to the film and i think giving like max a moment to explode on joe gillis is like you know that that <laughs> scene where he can like really let go and yeah exploring the yeah, dynamic yeah.
2: between joe and max oh yeah. for a like Ten extra minutes, yeah, on screen. Exploring think, Max, period, for yeah. ten
0: extra. Like yeah. they never go back to that reveal that he was her, yeah. hu- her husband. Yeah. Like, I mean
2: the only time the only real thing that it does. Number one, in the moment, it's it's bananas. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the only other thing that it does for me, anyway, is is it it, it tempers that end, the end scene where he's directing yeah. her and he's like still kind of shepherding her through a situation that he knows is painful yeah um and knowing that that's who he is and seeing him sort of spring into action like that yeah um it it comes back there but not explicitly yeah who would be your cecil bead the mill Ooh. i mean hmm.
1: there would need to be like a scorsese oh i'd go to palma to palma figure you have like the new hollywood sex pest as your (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But like, but yeah. like, to isn't a
0: bad guy. Oh, in this
1: Cro- Crony. It doesn't need to be
2: a bad guy. Yeah. It's just that like, but I mean, you need to do Scorsese yeah. because Sharon Stone worked with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but,
0: see, I like that. Uh, that's yeah. fine. So that's that's the the that that yeah. that does
2: the meta narrative part again. Yeah. So then, yeah. where do we get James Woods in here? <laughs> no, you don't. James yeah, Woods is don't. not available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan Dan says James Woods is not available. Yeah. yeah that uh, one. That one. We can thank Dan for it. I
1: can't believe
0: I'm saying this. I think I like that except for Nicolas Cage <laughs> as Max yeah I think that's the only thing I don't like
1: wait where would you put him yes I
0: wouldn't I don't think I would So then wait
1: then so then who's your Max if it's not the great it's uh, if it's not the great Nick Cage
0: god who would be my Max that's really hard
1: <laughs> no it's not it's real easy, it's <laughs> <not> easy. you're <laughs> just making it hard for yourself <laughs>
0: Oh, fine. I'll give you Nick Cage because I can't think of anyone better. <laughs> I don't know if that makes the movie better, though.
2: I, I'm going to say that we all agreed, even though I know you didn't. Uh, yeah, fine. But I, I,
0: I It wasn't unanimous. The
2: prevailing but... wins are for Nick Cage to be max, uh yeah. in a remake of Sunset if Boulevard. That's now, a, now an erotic yeah. thriller with Sharon Stone. And okay, I, I'm going to right and write that. I, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, we got to I mean, if someone...
0: Way told me i had to put nicholas cage somewhere yes it would be max
1: well that's what we were doing
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay that's the whole that's the whole point of the bit
2: <laughs> okay uh well that's sunset boulevard so where mm-hmm. where do you think uh where did you have it
1: on your list Calibro? well i think the only reason we're doing this episode is because i had it at number two no wait let me double check that you don't know yeah, that no, you don't know you, where
0: it falls on my list
1: where did it fall on your list? I do have it as number two. Number two. Number two. That's, I think that this is the second best movie of all time. That is some Independence Day weight
2: yeah. behind Sunset yeah. Boulevard. <laughs> um, Dan also featured it on his list, but right near the bottom, ninety-five.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's Dan, Dan after, had I, it in ninety-five. I shamed, I
2: shamed him into uh, getting it up there. And I didn't have it on my list either.
0: I'm glad I'm not alone. Two
2: two blank spots, a number two and a ninety-five. Uh, and apparently apparently all that adds up to number fifty-six. Wow. On the list.
0: That's lower than somehow.
2: Independence day is fifteen. And <laughs> no, independence Sun, day is my yeah. fifteen. Independence yeah. day was uh where it was lower. It was like eighty something, right? 84, eighty 84. Oh, it better be in the algorithm. The algorithm called number eighty-four. So the algorithm is much kinder to Sunset Boulevard, whatever that means. In number fifty-six.
0: Yeah. The thing is, like, and I I said this during the Independence Day episode. I figure that there will be some movies that I watch as we do this where I'm like, oh, why didn't I have this on That's, my list? And I didn't feel that way about Independence Day. I feel that way about <laughs> Sunset yeah,
2: Boulevard. That is the trick with this uh, with this whole process. Is like yeah. I didn't rewatch a hundred movies to no. make to make my list. I just yeah. kind of pulled them out of my head. I, I cruised through. You know, I I Googled some things and looked around and it was like, oh right, no, I love that movie. And yeah. But then, uh, but rewatching some, like yeah, Sunset Boulevard, I I should have put it on there. It's a great I, movie. yeah, I
0: should have too. I regret it. Yeah, it's
2: going to end up on top ten VOS. I wonder Just if we, as soon as I can get around I, to. I yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we should like do a. We should get like a cheat sheet and do like a revised list at the end of this. We yeah. can, yeah, yeah. We
2: certainly can. Yeah. Episode one hundred and one, yeah. yeah, will be the the new top one hundred. That'll yeah. be season number two. First season, one hundred episodes. Second yep. season, we'll Most do it all again. Most seasons are one hundred yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, With a, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. <laughs> it used to be back in the good old days. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, well that is that'll do it for Sunset
1: Boulevard. Any any parting parting thoughts? Yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe, and uh, if you can, leave your comment on where you think Nicolas Cage would be in uh, Sunset Boulevard reboot that is an excellent cta
2: and uh thank you for joining us again here at cinefix top 100 come back next week for parasite Ooh, exciting Some best picture winner joe is a
0: bit of a parasite himself
2: oh there's a
1: connection
0: a connection what's we that dan
1: your parasite <laughs> <laughs> oh, no <laughs> i don't know i feel like we can that, go that, out that, over that, that was we cut that yeah cut that could we
2: yeah okay